Cool, cool. All right. Can you hear me loud and clear? Oh, yeah. All right. Great, great. So let's get into it. Let me just get everything together. So um, so first, just kind of give me a rundown of um, what you got going on with your business, um, what your short-term and long-term goals are, and uh, kind of what you have in your in your arsenal right now that you think uh, may be able to help you get to the next level. Yeah, for sure. So um, currently I'm in the business formation stage, uh, more so towards real estate development and real estate investment uh, in particular. Um, I, right now I'm not necessarily looking for single-family homes, more so than anything, finding access to capital on my end. Um, and then also find the ways to form syndications and also partner with potential family members and leverage their equity uh, in their rental homes to uh, potentially get more deals. Uh, so right now my goal would primarily be cash flow, so multifamily homes. Uh, even if I could, a small apartment complexes. Um, and then so that would be more of my, my niche right now. Um, the long term, uh, it may sound a little crazy, but I would love to find a way if it's something even called mixed residential housing, so ways to incorporate uh, Section 8 housing uh, with people that can go out and get a mortgage today. Uh, I would love to do something like that in the future and just really try to bring that sense of community back, but I realize that's a little far-reaching and definitely a future goal of mine. Okay, so um, do you have your LLC established already? I have one LLC established right now. Um, I'm actually in the process of changing the name. After tapping in with uh, King Will on some of the calls, I realized some of the things that uh, I was missing. Like one is putting investment in your title and trying not to fall into some of those high-risk categories. So, Okay. And um, what's your credit score at the moment? Uh, credit score right now is a 720. That's FICO score. Okay. Cool. Um, so have you filed taxes for the last two years? Yes. Okay, great. So the first thing that you're going, going to want to do is, is to get your 2018 and 2017 taxes together in a file on your computer. Okay. Um, if you, How are you checking your credit score? Are you using like Experian or Privacy Guard or, or, or where? Uh, annual credit report. Okay. And then also, I don't have Experian just yet, but I use just Credit Karma. And then also, I pulled it recently for a mortgage company just to see how much I qualify for. Gotcha. So um, you don't really want to use Credit Karma just because it's not really accurate. Um, right. As far as annual report, um, I, I would suggest that you cancel whatever subscription you have with annual report and go through Experian.com. They also provide all three for C. I think it's either $19.99 or $29.99 a month or something like that. Okay. But, um, the reason why you want to go through Experian is because most lenders, probably about 85% of them, they're going to go off of your Experian report mm -hmm. um, just because the Experian is just what they uh, like the, the best for business. So um, how much did you get approved for when you had your uh, score pulled from the lender? Uh, so I qualify for over two hundred thousand um, with my current fiance who are getting married Saturday. Uh, we okay. qualify for three hundred and fifty thousand. Wonderful, wonderful. So, um, what city and state are you in? Uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay, Raleigh, North Carolina. So, are you open to investing in other cities and states if the returns are a bit better, if there's better deals? Absolutely. 
Okay, so one thing right now that I'm kind of referring and pushing all of my clients to is looking into the Chicago area. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason being is that Chicago uh, is, I believe, the fifth largest city in the country. Um, it, it's also the second hub for finance behind New York. Um, and the opportunity there is that since, you know, Chicago's had a very bad reputation for the last probably 10 to 15 years, so prices, real estate prices are still low, even though there's a lot of activity that's going on there that if you're outside of the Midwest, you probably wouldn't know about. Right. And so the returns there are crazy. I'm, I'm currently looking at a 16 unit in the South Shore neighborhood. It's about six blocks from the beach, 16 units, 100% occupied, and they're asking 515000 Oh, wow. And this is a building that literally is bringing in, I believe, about $12,000 a month in gross revenue. Um, after expenses, you're probably looking at six to $7,000 in cash flow. Okay. So right now, you're not going to find deals that good in any of the other markets that are, quote, unquote, on the map, like Atlanta, New York, New Jersey, Miami. You're just not going to find uh, deals that return that type of cash flow. Um, you know, so I would definitely, definitely look into Chicago. Um, I do have a team out there that I can put you in touch with that, you know, I've worked with for years. They're solid. They can they can literally find you anything you need in the city. Okay. And um, I think if, if you and your wife to be are you know can be approved for three hundred and fifty thousand joint, then you could easily get a small apartment building of eighty units or ten units for that price, like like right now. Wow. You know. So um, yeah. So as far as one of the tools that I like to use, and I think I spoke with you about it, is PropStream. Did did you sign up for that or, or no? I don't think so. Okay. So I, I use PropStream just because it gives you access to all the MLSs in all 50 states, not just where you're at. Um, yeah, you get can you a, that up for me? Um, I'll, I'll, send you, I'll send you the link now. Okay. You, you, you can do a seven-day free trial, and then after that, it's, it's $97 a month. But it's, it's definitely um, a, a huge resource that I use just to kind of get all of the information that I need. Just give me one second while I send that to you. Okay. Okay, cool. Just sent that. So the good thing about that is that, you know, let, let's say you're driving down the street, and, and I, I would really implore you to even test this out so that you can see how it works. You're driving down the street. You see a house. You see a building that looks abandoned or that looks, you know, distressed property, and you want to say, hey, could this be a potential deal? All you got to do is just write down that address, when you open up PropStream, you put that address in, you click on details, and it will give you all the transaction history of that property, meaning who has bought it and who has sold it in the last 10 to 12 years. Um, it'll let you know how much they paid for it. It'll let you know if there's a mortgage on it, which lender the mortgage is with, if there's any balances on that mortgage, um, if, there's any, if there's any liens, if it's in foreclosure, pre-foreclosure. Um, you can also click the comparables tab, and it will bring up all the comps that fit that property, and you can export it in a CVS file and have all of that literally in seconds. And so um, it really allows you to, like, analyze the deal without having to <clears throat> call a realtor who may take five days to get you to get back to you or um, having to go through third parties to get the information that you need. All right. 
And so um, from what I'm hearing is that your short-term goals are to get small apartment buildings. I, I know for a fact that that's something that you can do right now in Chicago. Um, the goal would be to, because I believe every six months, you can probably go back to your lender and get approved for another mortgage. Yeah. So I think um, a good play for you is to do something to where we're doing two buildings a year, right? To where every six months you go reapply for another mortgage. Of course, they're going to look at whatever property and assets that you own now, and they're going to consider that cash flow when approving you for the next mortgage. And since this would be an investment property, they're going to approve you for more because they're seeing that you're purchasing assets that are generating cash flow as opposed to you purchasing a house that you're going to live in. Right. All right. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you the contact information for uh, my realtor out there. His name is Mo. Uh, he focuses primarily with investment properties. So um, he'll be your boots on the ground. <clears throat> um, there's also another broker. I believe his name is Sean. He works with assets that the federal government has seized from people that are in real estate that committed crimes. And he works with the with the federal government to sell those assets off to investors like you and me, and they always sell them for below market value, so you'd get great, great deal. And I believe they have 1,700 units um, spread out amongst, I think, 50 buildings that they have right now that I believe they've only sold maybe 10 of those buildings. And so that would definitely be an opportunity for you as well to get some, you know, larger buildings for even better pricing than, you know, stuff that's going market rate. And um, so with your LLC, have you done any marketing or promotion for it? I have not. Okay, so there's um, – have you ever heard of Google My Business? Mm -mm, no. Gotcha. So I believe Will may bring this up to you as well, but you want to go to Google My Business – You'll put in the name of your LLC, the address of your of your um, company. They'll send you a postcard in the mail. When you get that postcard, it will have a code on it. Then you log back into Google My Business. You put that code in just so they can confirm that that's actually you. And then that allows for people to Google your business and for it to come up and for people to be able to leave reviews, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So, um, the reason why you want to do that is that you want to have a strong online presence because if you're looking to get into syndication, your investors are going to Google who you are, and they want to see something. And if they can see something, no matter how small, if they can see that you are a legitimate business, then that gives you an extra step into getting them to invest in your fund. Absolutely. So um, the reason why PropStream also comes in very strong in that if you're trying to find investors is that – I can go into PropStream, I can put in the zip code for Raleigh, North Carolina, and then I can put a filter that says, I want to see all the properties that are worth at least $3 million. And it's going to bring up all those properties, the names of the owners, details on that property, and you can download in an Excel file all their names and addresses, and you can send them direct mail soliciting them or to give them information about your fund. And you'll know that these are people that are accredited investors or people that actually have cash. Because if you have a $3 million home, most likely, you know, you had to put $600,000 down, right? So sure. if, you can, if you can put $600,000 down on your primary residence, 
then you're probably doing very well for yourself, and you may have another $50,000 or $100,000 to put into an investment in someone else's fund. And so you can do that in any zip code in the country. So if you're trying to target investors in Beverly Hills because you're trying to raise money to purchase apartment buildings in Chicago or North Carolina, you can use that same tactic and you can just put that filter and say only properties that are worth $3 million or worth $5 million and they'll give you all the contact information to those people that are in that tax bracket. Okay. And so um, it, it also works with wholesale. You know, I always tell people if you're trying to find an investor list, you know, you got to reverse engineer it. I want to find people that already own properties that are worth millions of dollars because then, you know, paying me a $20,000 assignment fee or a $10,000 assignment fee is pennies to them. Sure. You know, so that's definitely something that um you should definitely um look into. And, of course, I'll be able to walk you through that over the next couple of days just to make sure it's going well. Um, who's actually filing your taxes for you? Are you doing it yourself or do you have a CPA? So I said CPA. Do it. Okay. Yeah. Is that CPA familiar with um like filing ten ninety nines or are they are they familiar with um you uh, know creating I'd yeah. love to get a referral to some someone new. Well yeah, I mean I can give you my personal accountant. Okay. And um she she's amazing. She's amazing. She um can definitely craft your taxes into the way that's going to you know, have the IRS give you a tax return that if you take to a bank, a bank is going to be impressed and they're going to try to throw however much money they can throw at you. Okay. And so um, I'll give you that. And then also, um, I know you already have a lender, but I also want you to talk to one of my in-house lenders. His name is Matello Kame, and he deals with residential and commercial um, he does no doc loans, so if you don't want to use your your um, tax returns, you just want to use your uh, business information, your bank statements. He can get you approved with just having you know your LLC and a down payment. Okay. So that down payment typically is twenty percent if you're not going to be using um, you know your tax returns. Um, the good thing about that is that if you're if you're looking in a market like Chicago. You know, twenty percent on three hundred thousand is sixty grand. It's just sixty grand, right? You know, so it's it's not um as high a, as a down payment commitment if you're looking in Atlanta at an eight unit where you'd probably be looking at nine hundred thousand or a billion dollars for it. Okay. Yeah. You know, so, um, quick question. Um, yeah. do you have any friends or family that are currently incarcerated? Yes. Okay, and do these friends and family, do they trust you? Yes. Okay, so what I'm doing right now is I have um, a friend right now who's currently serving 87 years in prison. Yeah. And we're looking to get some assets for him and purchase property in his name and things of that nature. So um, I had him sign a power of attorney form and had the prison notarize it. So now I can go to the bank, I can open bank accounts for him, I can apply for mortgages for him, and I can use his good credit to leverage whatever I need to do. And so the good thing about that is that people that are incarcerated, they haven't used their credit for anything for as long as they've been locked up. So if they did have any negative items on the report, if they've been in there for four or more years, it's probably fallen off. So yeah. they're going to have 700 credit scores, 750 credit scores. So you can get credit cards in their name. It's just, it's just another funding source that you can use to benefit you and them. 
And so um, when it comes to Atlanta, I'm pretty sure Raleigh, North Carolina has something similar. You can probably find condos in Raleigh, North Carolina for 50 grand, 60 grand. And you can rent those out for 800 a month, 900 a month. And half of that money you can give to your friend or family member that's incarcerated. The other half you can keep in your pocket. So if you can get power attorney them and you can have, you know, will get them credit lines of, you know, $50,000, $60,000, you can buy a, a condo in cash, rent it out immediately, and it's cash flowing immediately. And you can do that with as many people that you know that are in, incarcerated, and that's another way for you to raise funds without having to over leverage your credit or always go to a, a bank to get, you know, a hard pull and get an inquiry on, on, on your credit and things of that nature. So we're going to be rolling that out at scale and actually opening it up to, I think we're going to start with 10 prisoners in that prison that are currently doing at least 10 years. Okay. And so that's just another way. And then, of course, I, I, I can also walk you through that process and send you the power of attorney documents that we use, and you can copy it and just, you know, switch out the names and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I know uh, I know one, um, my uncle just got locked up for, what, 14, 14, 15 years minimum. Okay. Um, and I know he had to file bankruptcy at one point in time. Yeah. Uh, so how long before that to actually get his, even to leverage his business credit as far as just add him on as a, a authorized user and kind yeah. of enhance his credit? So it just depends what type of bankruptcy he filed. You know, there's Chapter 7 and there's Chapter 11. So yeah, I'm not sure which chapter, yeah. Yeah, so we have to find out which chapter because each one of those chapters has, has different um, requirements as far as um, if, if, the, if the debt was totally wiped out or if they have a payment plan. And so I know Will does specialize, and he is good at getting um, certain bankruptcies removed from the credit altogether. So it would start with us having to just find out what chapter did your uncle file, and then we, we can know how to you know, go down that road. Okay. And then um, another thing that, that I'm going to want you to do is is to open an umbrella company, which would be an S corp. Okay. And so this S corp, it, it's it's the same pricing to start an S corp as it is for an LLC. It's just a different entity. And you know the S corp is going to be the um, umbrella company. Um, you will want to, at some point in time sell your LLC to your S corp for a dollar, just so that LLC is not in your ownership anymore, but it's in your S corp ownership. So what this will do is, number one, it will provide a layer of secrecy. Um, it provides a plethora of tax advantages of which my CPA will be able to help you exploit so you don't have to pay Uncle Sam as much money as you would if, if you are the uh, managing member or sole member of that LLC. And so it's, it's similar to Johnson & Johnson, right? So Johnson & Johnson is an umbrella company. And then under that umbrella company, they have baby oil and Vaseline and all the other brands that are LLCs that are their own individual businesses. Right. And so when you are when you start acquiring these apartment buildings at scale, you're going to want to acquire these apartment buildings in different LLCs, but you're going to want them all to be under your umbrella company. For sure. And so let me see. So that is basically the synopsis or the overview of how we're going to be able to structure this for you. Okay. Um, I do have your email address, so I'm going to send you all the contact information for my team. 
and then also the power of attorney forms. Um, I sent you the prop stream link on Instagram um, to Google My Business. And then when it comes to creating a presence, um, it's it's very important to consider putting aside a budget to hire a marketing company to kind of blow you up a little quicker. Um, I use a company called Marketing 360. I believe they're out of Denver, Colorado. Okay. And so um, I use them to uh, market my affiliate marketing stuff with PropStream and Inkfile and all, all these different businesses that I send a lot of traffic to. And so that's just another um, an, a, another source of income that you can get that's going to just supplement whatever you're trying to do. The main thing that you want to focus on is being able to raise capital without going to a bank and doing it in your name. And that that is a skill. That is the only reason why syndication is so profitable because right. it, allow, it allows you to raise funds without putting that debt, without putting that uh, uh, strain on your own personal entities. And so there's a number of strategies that you can use to do that. None of them are difficult. Um, some of them do have small learning curves, but that's why we always say be the expert at hiring experts so that you don't have to figure it out. Sure. I, I currently don't know anything about taxes. That's why I pay my CPA. I pay her to do it, <laughs> you know. And, For sure. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not good at marketing either, so I hired a marketing company that this is what they do. This is their business, so they are experts at that. And so um, having, you know, a team – that's going to tackle the different uh, tasks that you have to perform, and for you for you to be able to sleep at night knowing that it's doing right, it's doing it's doing well, and that you don't have to manage it on a day to day basis. Uh, it's going to take a lot of stress away from you. It's going to help you sleep better, and you'll be able to grow a lot faster and a lot quicker. For sure. So I have a question regarding um, capital in general, whether that's credit cards or just regular yep. capital. Um, mm-hmm. So. I've, for, for a while, I was a little on the side of, like, not developing credit at all. So um, within the last six years, I've kind of established my credit profile and everything. Um, but prior to that, I paid for multiple cars before, you know, digging assets the best way to go um, mm-hmm. in cash. And so um, I know I would love to build more credit and business credit and also have access to capital in general. So what are some ways, some strategies around that as far as gaining more capital? So you're going to want to have as many primary accounts under your credit that you can. Um, these primary accounts would have to be just a mix of installment loans, revolving loans. So like revolving would be credit cards. Installment loans would be a mortgage or a car note. So the more of these primary accounts that you have under your name that are being paid on time, and the more it shows lenders that you know how to manage multiple kinds of debt. And their business is debt. They make money off of loaning you money. So if you can show them that you know how to handle different forms of debt, then you become a prime customer for them, and they're going to want to throw as much money at you as they can approve you for. For sure. So a bank would much rather give you $5 million to buy an apartment building then they would give you $300,000 to buy a house. Right. You know, so the more money that they loan you, then the more money they're making in interest. So they always want to give you the max 
but because of the guidelines and the policies, they can only give you what what you are approved for according to their to their scale. Okay. All right. So um, let me see. So I have some deliverables to send to you, and then let me see. Uh, when when did you get that uh pre-approval pool? Was that within the last three months? It's probably right at three months. Okay, cool. So typically those pre-approvals are good for six months. So uh, was that a conventional pre-approval or FHA? Yeah, it was conventional. Okay, perfect. FHA, perfect. Y'all qualify for everything. Perfect. So yeah, so that conventional, I think, would allow us to start looking for uh, looking for some properties in Chicago for you, like actually right now. And so okay. you having that pre-approval, you send that over to Mo. He'll be able to immediately send over to you what he has um, and what he can find. Um, preferably, I would have him look for uh, properties that are already cash flowing, already have tenants to stay away from anything that's like a fix and flip or anything that's value add. Sure. Um, just being that, you know, I, I prefer that your first couple properties be properties that are, you're going to be cash flowing from day one, so that you can pay all the expenses as far as mortgage, property management, et cetera. Absolutely. And then as you grow and, and have a bit more cash flow coming in, then we can start looking at deals that have a bit higher risk but higher returns. And so it's just it's just always having that cushion and that padding of cash to where, you know, if anything happens and you have to come up with ten, fifteen grand, you're gonna have that first month when your tenants pay their rent. All right. You know, so um that would definitely be the the strategy one for like the next three months, the next ninety days. So um, I will get that to you. And so all I need for you to do is just get what the time is it now? It's four forty one, so it's three forty one in Chicago. If you can give him a call tonight and just tell him I sent you over, um, send him your pre approval, and then um, I'll also give him a call too, and I'll just have him send you over some stuff like tonight. And then uh, we can start looking at things. I'm not sure what your availability is for actually flying into Chicago. I'm probably in Chicago once a month. And so um, I would definitely like for us at some point in the near future to actually head out there and start just looking at things in the flesh and really just analyzing some things and seeing what we can do. For sure. Yeah, so um, let me see. Power of attorney form, stop stream on two sixty in my business. I will see this quick. All right, so I think that should do for today. Um definitely wanna follow up with you either tomorrow or Thursday so we can get some more concrete ideas of what we can look at and what we can do to get you started. But I'm very, very happy that you have a pre approval already and that it's conventional pre approval. Because that that just cuts down a lot of the legwork. A lot of times people don't have that. The credit's not good. So, you know, we're looking at six to seven months before we can even actually start trying to make a move. Right. You know, but right now it seems like you're already locked and loaded. And uh, it's just about just getting the right properties and and scaling from there. For sure. For sure. So uh, are there any other questions that you have for me right now before I send all this information to you? Um, no, not, not right now. I mean, everything sounds pretty straightforward. So oh, ideally, cool. you said, I know you said 20 to 30% down payment. All right, am I right about that? 
Yeah, yeah, typically it's going to be 20. Um, You you, you, you typically don't want to do 30% down. Um, I'm I'm, I'm a fan of keeping as much money in your pocket as possible. Absolutely. Yeah, but also kicking out enough to get the deal done so that we're in a good space and we can get a good rate and we can actually take something down. Sounds good to me. So, um, so yeah, I will get that out to you. I'll get that email out to you right now, and then uh, we take it from there, and we hop back on the phone tomorrow. All right, sounds good. All right, so lock me in. This is my direct cell phone number, and uh, I'll be talking to you soon, okay? All right, sounds good. Appreciate you, King.